Live brunch. We are live. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Live Brunch. Live brunch. Live brunch. Welcome to another episode of Live Brunch. Hey, this could be our last episode of the year. So closing out Live Brunch 2020 with the wonderful Toby Ford Western. Everybody's favorite year, closing it down. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know whether we should be saying this on Live Brunch, but 2021 is going to start on the 1st of Jan and we'll still be in the middle of a pandemic. What is this misplaced hope in the start of a new year? Welcome to Fuji's uh, live brunch <laughs> with Johan Philip. It's also the last live brunch before Christmas. Oh, man. And the eagle eye amongst you may have noticed that our Toki has gone walkies or flies. But sorry, Tobes, there's no Toki with us this week. Uh, do you have any special plans for Christmas? No, no. Literally just myself, my wife and my son. Just three of us. In Brighton? Oh, actually, what am I talking about? We're hoping to move, but that's, that's not a story, another story for another day. Okay. <laughs> okay. You heard it here first, or we did. Maybe. Um, Tom, you just finished preaching on government. government um, yeah. Do you want to do a quick summary of the preach, and then we can jump into a few questions? Yeah, sure. I think um, really the, 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 the Christmas um, uh, scripture we were looking at from Isaiah nine um, really has government right in there. So it's really linking the birth of Jesus and this kind of idea of new government. And so th through the preach, we go on a journey of exploring. Um, kind of what we think about uh, what, what government is a little bit and, um, and the fact, well, the origins of government. And we start in, in, in Genesis and work our way through and see what God has to say on government. And I guess uh, really um, it, it kind of uh, switches towards the, the middle of the preach in that the, the, the real government that God is concerned about being the government of, of sin and and the shame and guilt, etc., that really rules and dominates our, our lives. So we do touch, of course, in the, in the, in the, in the preach on, on the earthly government and how we're to respond, but actually looking at the wider government and, and what truly is governing us as a people, because we're all governed by things, whether it's you know guilt, shame, or uh, whether it's hurt, or things that I mentioned in the preach. So, yeah, what's really the thing that's controlling you, governing you, leading you in your life, and actually saying, hey, Jesus is always the better governor. Brilliant. And if you want to drop a spoiler, we are saying that the government of the world rests on Jesus' shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I guess some of the, some of the questions that I remember wrestling with when I was, when I was before I became a Christian, when I, well, I actually, I grew up in a Christian family and then actively made a decision to pursue a lifestyle different from what the Bible teaches. Um, and some of the questions that I would wrestle with which caused me to step away from my walk with God was um, was it was about God's governance and was about um, I guess trusting in the goodness of God's governance mm. <laughs> is not, <laughs> none of us really want control over our lives. You know, we don't really we, we as, soon, as teenagers we can't wait to leave our parents home and and, and get into um, real life. So we 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 think that now we are our own authority. Um, so, so, so the concept of having, a, I guess, governor or government that you can't escape, God, mm -hmm. is, is, a, is, a, is a scary one. Mm -hmm. Is why must I subject my life to God? And the perception that we can have of God is Ten Commandments. 
you want me to follow these 10 rules, and if I follow these 10 rules, then I'm okay, um, or then I'm right with you, or then things are good. What if I don't want to follow those 10 rules, mm. and these 10 rules make you sound really strict? Um, yeah. But that's not where the Bible starts. No, <laughs> no, I think uh, uh, definitely, uh, definitely not. I think the reality is, the reality that we must really all face is that if if Jesus isn't our governor, then something else will be. And nothing on the planet is as lovely as Jesus, nothing. And, and so the idea that if we uh, subject ourselves to, to God's government, we'll be sort of bound and limited, whereas if we're not, then we'll be kind of really be free. It's just, it's just not, a, not a true one. Let's go a bit deeper into the loveliness of Jesus yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the goodness of God. Jesus said, yeah. uh, I think in the Gospel of Mark, where somebody comes and says, good, lead, good, um, good teacher. Good teacher. Mm-hmm. And he says, why are you calling me good? No one's good except God. Mm-hmm. And really he's saying, so I am God. That's the logic. Um, and, and the Bible is full of verses, but oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and e- even in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your road and your stuff, they comfort me. Mm. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is a good governor. You know, I, I want to be led, <laughs> led by someone who's described like that. Yeah. Uh, and I think just really letting that sink into our, our hearts and, and sink into our spirit is is we don't look at God because he's a... He, as a dictator or a, a, a strict rule maker, mm. but he's a good father and he's a good shepherd. Absolutely, he is. And you mentioned about, you know, the Ten Commandments. It's, um, that, that's not the way God governs us, not in this era. Um, this era is a very different era. And I spoke a bit about the government of God in Jesus and, and how it's really a, a government of forgiveness, that he is the ultimate forgiver. Time and time and time. Absolutely. No matter what you've done, he will forgive you, literally. Yeah. And, you know, you could do it 700 million times. Yeah. And he will forgive you. Yeah. That is a governor that I want. And he, he, he's not like you or I, or certainly myself. He, he doesn't um, kind of, you know, he doesn't wake up on the wrong side of bed. He's not off with you. Like, oh, you've done that again. No, he, he, that's why he came. That's the incarnation. He came to experience what we experienced, to taste it. And he is therefore uh, the perfect governor because he's not just God that's saying, do this or do that. No, no, he, he came and, and, and knows what it's like to live in this earth. He knows about stress. He knows about pressure. Yeah. He knows it. And, yeah. and so therefore he's able to be a wonderful high priest to us yeah. and, and, and distribute mercy and grace upon mercy and grace. Yeah, and I think there's something to say about oppression. He understands uh, Injustice, and he understands oppression. Mm. He was part of a marginalized people group. He wasn't born into wealth, or he didn't. He wasn't even born in a hospital. He was born yeah. in an inn. Uh, oops. And I think there is. Um, see, we're talking about somebody who governs the world, who understands what poverty is, who understands it, and even, even the the, the scene where I mean, we're talking about his birth now, not his death, but the injustice that he experienced abandoned by his own people, his own people saying crucify him, mm-hmm. turning their backs on him in a way where in, in the moment we, we tend to like oscillate around our people and protect our people and send, want to stand up for the rights of, of our people. Mm. And his own people handed him up for to be killed. And what did he say? He said, Father, forgive, forgive them, them yeah. for they know not what they do. That, that 
that he was governing his people yeah. even then. Even though they were killing him, he was still governing. He Absolutely. was still in charge. He's amazing. Yes. He's amazing. Yes, he's somebody whose governance we can trust in yeah. because of his goodness. Sure. Oh, he's wonderful, isn't he? Um, I guess the other thing that we you did talk about was 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 judgment, and yeah. social media has made it very easy for us to judge. Mm. Um, in a strange way, there seems to be a lot of rhetoric around "Don't judge me." Um, I don't want to be subject to your rules and your laws, and I, I want my freedom. I want my own individual rights. I want my own individual expression, and I want to express myself in its own way. I, don't, I refuse to come under your judgment. How dare you? But if you don't subscribe to my rules or my various social conditions that I may put out mm-hmm. around me, then I will judge you. Yeah, yeah, sure. And and we, we, all, we all fall under that. I've been judged and I've judged other people. Uh, any thoughts on how do you, how do you navigate this, um, I guess, the social media minefield of judgment? Yeah, well, I think that, um, th- that we have to draw a distinction between um, uh, passion and pride. And the reality is that, um, that there's nothing wrong in and of itself to be passionate about justice and politics and government. Um, it's a good thing. It's good to be that way. Um, God's passionate about it. But I think that so often the, um, the anger of man leads to, to sin. And I think that we see that a lot on social media. Um, I think that we can fall into the trap if we're not careful of um, kind of uh, sort of painting the other side as, as I mentioned, kind of the devil, um, whereas the side, and even without knowing, kind of the side that we're representing or the side that we kind of are voted for or whatever, as the, the deliverers. And when actually the truth is that, you know, the Conservatives have fallen, Labour have fallen, Lib Dems have fallen, Greens have fallen, we're all fallen. There's no one perfect government. Even if I was to start my own political party, it'd be fallen. And so ultimately pointing to the greater governor, the true governor, Jesus, I think that, that for me, that's where social media would be at its best. And not always kind of just having an agenda to get to Jesus, but I think certainly not being unkind, ungracious, which so much of it is. It's basically... Whoever, you know, and we've all seen those posts where kind of someone comments and then it's kind of like the way they're speaking to fellow brothers or sisters or, or non-brothers or sisters. It's just, for me, it's, it's, it's not good. And so be passionate. Hey, put a point across and explain. Those things are, are good, but I think we just need to be really careful with how we're using it. The world Brilliant. Is watching, so is he. Um, uh, the other thing that comes to mind is I'm watching Succession at the moment. It's, on, it's an HBO show, I think, and it's on Sky. And it's brilliant. It, it talks about this media conglomerate and the succession plan between the man who owns the company and his son. Mm. Uh, I'm still in season one, so I haven't. I don't know how the story ends. But you see, um, you see the the importance of good governance, and, and often decisions that the father has made, which the son doesn't understand and tries to undo, uh, kind of unravels as the show goes along. And what on the, on the um, and the immediate may seem like a really bad decision by by the father, and like, well, the obvious solution is to fix it by doing a whole bunch of by doing these things. Actually, when he starts pursuing those decisions, realizes, oh man, I've really messed up, and um, what my father did was right. It's it's a fantastic show. We we really 
enjoyed succession. But I guess is what happens when you you don't understand some of uh, the decrees or the statutes of of the Bible, some things that you might want to challenge and say, well, if if God is is in charge and he's all, if it's under his rule that we are subject to, and I disagree with some of the things that he's that's in the Bible, uh, how do you navigate that? Yeah, sure. Um, well, if if we um, if we are talking about the wisdom of God in the Bible. Um, it says in Proverbs that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God, the fear of the Lord. And when I say fear, I don't mean the unhelpful fear that is like horrible, but this reverent awe um, for God. And it's kind of from that posture and that position that you can start to really see the the, the beauty and, and the majesty in what God is doing. Um, so I don't suppose that a person can come to the Bible and see some of the decrees of God and think, well, that's, that's fine. I, I think it, it takes a posture of actually, no, I'm, he is God and I'm his creation. I'm, I'm, I sit under him and I want to learn about him. And, and what I love about God is he, he calls us to use our minds. It says, love the Lord your God with all your mind. Mm. And, and actually, he wants us to wrestle with him. Mm. Do you know what? Literally, literally in Genesis, you see uh, Jacob wrestling with the angel of the Lord. He, 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 you're allowed to wrestle with him. You're allowed to say, hey, Lord, but what about this? Um, and he, 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 I think I think that there's something about that that he likes because he can see that you're, if you're wrestling to understand, I think he has a lot of time for that. And, and I think I'd encourage anyone to do that. Mm. I think that if you didn't, kind of see things in the Bible that you're like what then you just there's probably something wrong with you to be <laughs> honest and uh, and that, that's fine and, and I just you know there are such excellent resources out there today Absolutely. so many wise people that were around and of course online so what yeah. would you re- would you recommend where would you point people to if they have any questions yeah I mean oh gosh there are so many 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 places uh, give um, us give us one the one that pops into it well um there, there are, I'll give you two that pop into my head um, and literally um, on the spot. One is Ask Pastor John. as uh, a um, pastor in America called John Piper, pastor, theologian, one of my heroes personally. And he's got, I think it's like 1,500 questions answered about Christianity. I think that's uh, just so good, so helpful. And they're all short and bite-sized. You can get the app on Android, Apple, etc. Another one um, that helped me in the very beginning when I first became a Christian uh, was a website um, called gotquestions.org it's mm. probably fairly well known it's got it's got thousands and thousands of articles and and carefully thought through articles in my opinion um that you do well to read through and they really helped me when so i was okay. going to christ i think it's also worth saying that maybe uh you don't have questions uh or you you aren't wrestling with certain issues because you're convinced about them but being in a position to have an answer to the questions that people might pose you. So I know Amy and I are talking through some of the some issues at the moment, which which we, well, how do we communicate this in a way which doesn't push our friends away from the gospel mm. and push our friends away from church because they're like, well, I can't agree with this. How do we respond? And, and there are a lot of resources out there. We're reading a book um, by Rebecca McLaughlin called Confronting Christianity. I think this is just 12 questions, mm. superb stuff. Mm. There are men and women out there who are actually wrestling with how do we communicate um, 
you know, some of the, the, the tougher topics, culturally tougher topics in the Bible and communicate in a way which, which wins people over and, and draws them into church because really we are not here to just make a stand on certain issues. We, yes, we want to talk, we want to confront uh, and, and bring truth in, but ultimately we want to help people find their way back to God and, and point people to Jesus. So, you know, if, if you're feeling like, I can't, I can't come to grips with this topic or with, with this issue of which we believe God's said, and it's stopping me from engaging with with friends who hold a different worldview. Like, do some research and study and read. There are some really good and clever people out there who are putting the effort into communicating truth mm. in a way which is understandable and done in a gentle way. Mm. Tobes, thank you so much for joining us. Sorry, the other thing to mention is small groups. Small groups will restart again in January. Another fantastic opportunity and place to work out some of these questions. Um, we're all on a journey. We all have questions. Maybe we won't have all the answers immediately, but it's always worth talking out your questions with your small group. Tobes, thank you so much for joining us. Have a Merry Christmas, mate. Thank you. And looking forward to hearing some of your cracker stories <laughs> in the new year. And your house move goes well. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Cheers, and guys. we will see you in 2021. Merry Christmas.